Hello and welcome to Insured Solution Drive Time Discussion. Uh, today we brought back uh, Steve Petty. Steve, you've been uh, teaching us a lot about workers' compensation. We really appreciate it. Uh, today we wanted to talk about the subject of application screening. Can you kind of fill us in a little bit more about that? There's nothing more important outside of reporting than screening at the door of hire. You have to stand guard because the, the laws are set up to where once you hire somebody, you're stuck with them. They're good and they're bad. And if you don't know what the bad is or the negatives are, it will surface with you and then you have to deal with it one way or the other or you get hammered by the system from one direction or another. Whether it's labor law, whether it's work comp, what employers can accept is they're at the mercy of the system. They don't have to like it. They don't have to like it. It's tough being David against Goliath. But when you're David against two Goliaths, it's extremely tough. But you got to be clever. You can't just do what you think is right because the system isn't designed to operate on right. No matter what it says, it really isn't. It's, it's designed to give balance where the employees have no burden of proof. Whatever they say is factual, and the employer has 1,000% burden of proof. If they can't document it, then it isn't so. So right. saying it don't mean anything. So screening is important because who you hire, make sure it's somebody you can sit and have dinner with and you're comfortable. Because if it's not and you're not comfortable, be very careful. There are steps you can go through to hire. Many employers do some of the basics. The basics are okay. Uh, they're not sufficient for work comp, to be perfectly honest. And there's a misunderstanding about how an employer is allowed to screen, what they can ask and what they can't ask. Let's start with a basic premise of whatever you can screen at the door before you waste any time with an applicant, take the time and do it. There's a simple process of asking some basic things up front that don't necessarily have to be questions, they can be, they can be statements that have to be agreed to by an applicant if they're gonna work here. And if they're not, there's no point in spending time and resources and paper and going through all the interviews if they're not gonna meet some of your standards. Problem is a lot of employers don't know what their standards are. They don't think about it. Well, can you do the job? Well, yeah, okay. But, but, but what other characteristics do we have? You know, what other things can you ask? And when you do a background check, what are you really looking for? You know, what are you really, true, true you want to hire somebody. And right now we're low unemployment. Low unemployment, unemployment is very low. Uh, and basically about 10% of the workforce probably shouldn't be working anywhere. And now we're down to 4% unemployment, uh, which means 6%, they're working somewhere and they shouldn't be. That's very scary for the very employers scary. that have them. The question is, how is it going to surface and when? So what you're trying to do when you screen is you want to do as much as you can at the door. One of the key elements of screening is drug testing. If you don't have a drug program, a basic program with some form of drug testing at the door, you're going to invite all the other rejects at other employers who drug test. They're going to find their way to you, and when they get on your payroll, you're going to have a nightmare to deal with. Not just comp. You're going to have a nightmare in many areas. Sure. You can have an integrity screen test, which is part of Insured Solutions offering and program, where it's an integrity test that's very, the, the one that's used, and there are numerous ones out there, I'm just speaking for the one that's used, uh, is very credible, 35, 40 years in existence, used by large Fortune 500 companies. It filters out lying and faking and drugs and hostility and entitlement stealing. It's designed to filter out the propensity for this and you do it consistently with everyone before you interview them. And if you can have, again, you're filtering out through steps. One thing you find if you screen and you, you, you do it consistently, there's a certain percentage of the problem with work comp who's looking for an easy payroll to get on. Easy. 
Walk in, hire, boom. Next thing you know, days or weeks, now your trouble has started. They haven't done much work, but the trouble has started because you can't shake them now. These are what drives employers crazy, but they let it happen because they don't screen carefully up front. Screening up front, including integrity testing, is very important. Will they do it? Not that many employers are going to do it. Drug testing? Many should because we've got a major problem out there both with illegal drugs and legal drugs used illegally with the opioid crisis. And there is an enormous problem and I would venture to say many employers have the problem right now in the workplace and don't know. Some of them don't want to know. But the problem is if you don't have a written drug program where you take a stance that drugs are not going to be tolerated in the workplace. The law says that you condone drugs because you don't care. And we've run into some that are like that. The employers are having a problem. Well, if they got a problem, they don't want to be that hypocritical, right? Right. So next thing you know, you got a whole infested workplace with it. And, and carriers knowingly would never write that. An agent probably wouldn't want to write that either if, given, if they knew of it. But drug testing is important. 60% of all work comp claim problems have some connection to drugs, legal and illegal drugs and employers have rights it's up to them to protect it now employers also should have job descriptions many do of what the job is they're hiring for and they should also take advantage of the occupational disease exemption allowance that every state offers employers it's going to focus on certain about a dozen procedures or certain job duties that can apply to occupational disease. If someone has a problem or they have a proclivity with carpal tunnel, if they have a problem with reading and understanding material safety data sheets because they're going to work in an environment where they have to understand uh, chemicals and, and the exposures, uh, if they're going to have a problem with joints, back, back, legs, and they have to lift so much weight as part of the job and they're not able to do it. Well, all they got to do is get on a payroll and they're going to bring that problem with them and now there's no more second injury trust fund, no subsequent injury trust fund for employers to fall back on to pick up the tab when you have these. So now the employers get hit with the bill and they can, they can know all they want. It's not right, but it doesn't change anything. The dollars and the money is still real. It's still going charged against them. It's still going to drive up their mod, going to drive up their premium. But they can use the occupational disease exemption as phase one behind the application to filter some of this out with a yes or no and then an explanation and then they can have the applicant go back to their doctor and maybe get a little bit of, uh, of insight from their doctor. He says he can't do this doc, can he do it, not do it, that's on the applicant. Then the next phase of that is the post-offer medical questionnaire to set a medical baseline. So the employer knows what was brought physically to the job versus what the job caused. If you don't have a baseline, no subsequent injury trust fund anymore, you just bought the whole sheet and match. <laughs> From the day they're born, you're going to get to fix it. And there are claims and attorneys that dig into that and don't let go because they know it is a gold mine of money. When you can go back years of aging and growing and living and you can use that to extract money, this extortion is what it is. Legalized extortion, that's an oxymoron, I know, but that's in essence what it is. There is no other way to end it. The attorneys don't go away till they get paid. Well, it just reminds me of the commercials I see on TV you from a lawyer it. saying, you may have been hurt at work and don't even know it. And don't even know it. Let us tell you and coach you how that works. Yeah. And all of a sudden, these things get conjured up. Some states are far worse than others, and I won't go into that. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, yes, screening and hiring. And... Uh, it can also include a stress test for jobs requiring consistent, persistent
physical demands. For example, if you're a fireman, if you're a responder, we have to use a stretcher. If you're a mover and you're having to hire people to move, uh, it, it behooves the employer uh, to take the time and have a stress test. We use Concentra, and I promote them because they have a, because they're nationwide. They have an HPE human performance evaluation test that, in fact, uh, applicants can be sent to under the employer definitions of job description, and they can be subjected to upfront screening to meet those definitions. And if they can't, it's done by a medical provider, not by the employer. They're not an authorized medical. No beans about medical and should never go there. But if a clinic says they can't do the job, don't hire them. Don't hire a problem looking for a payroll so you can fix every problem they got. Now, should you not do that? Well, if you have unlimited resources, who cares? But if you don't and you want to guard your mod and guard your premium and keep it in check, be careful who you hire. Be careful who you hire. When someone quits or leaves, don't just let them willy-nilly go. Have a final statement on accidents to document whether they were injured with you, and if so, to list it, and if not, to note it, and it's on the record. Otherwise, they can come back a year or two years and lay claim to something, and guess where the burden of proof falls? Right back on the employer, and if you don't have proof, you don't got anything. You're, it's over for you. The fighting it isn't going to do any good. You're going to fight it, and you're going to pay the lawyers. Everybody's going to get paid at your expense because you didn't cover your bases. Workers' comp is CYA as much as anything. You know, it sounds like to me, Steve, that you know, just the two topics we covered, you know, how to report a claim and the proper way of doing it and the screening. If the employer would follow those basic two things, it sounds like to me that the workers' comp actually works with the employer. But it when does. you don't follow it, it's working against you. Exactly. It, it doesn't take a neutral role. The system says, employer, we're going to give you the rights too. But it, and if you waive them, it's your fault. What happens to you is you're doing. Not knowing is no excuse. You know, you cannot know about gravity, but that ain't going to do you any good if you fall and hit the ground. Right. So, there's no reason for not knowing. It's what are you going to do about it? You don't have to like it. The system doesn't care. If you don't like it, vote for somebody different so the legislature will go up and change the law. But in the meantime, it is, it, it is it all is created it is. And, it could, and it emanates from the state legislatures. And they're very, very consistent. There are a few nuanced differences, but in general, the premise operates the same way every time. Uh, so, but, that's a, but, but why to report is important so you don't lose control. We often say reasons matter more than answers. The answers will come if you have the reason. If you don't have enough reason, the answers don't matter. Right. So employers have got to have reason, and the reason is to stay out of the place where John was, who broke his nose seven times <laughs> in the same place. Okay. Stay out of that place. Right, that's good stuff. Steve. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Steve, I want to thank you once again for coming on today and teaching us the importance of application screening. I know it's very important, and I'm sure our viewers are very educated on that now. Thank you again, Daniel, for having me on. You're welcome.